The European Commission is proposing new protections for workplace whistleblowers. Of course, this should be viewed as a positive development, but what are the actual implications for employees and companies? We have two Jones Day partners here to discuss how the proposed directive could impact business operations in Germany. I'm Dave Dalton. You're listening to Jones Day Talks Anti-Corruption. On April 23, 2018, the European Commission issued a proposal for a directive on the protection of persons reporting workplace infractions of EU law. The directive is designed to shield whistleblowers who report unlawful actions observed in the course of their work-related activities. The directive would require the implementation of safe reporting channels for a wide range of breaches in various industries and activities, including data protection and privacy, network and information system security, financial services, product safety, and public health. Here to tell us more is Jones Day's Karen Hollock. She's an investigations and white-collar defense partner in the firm's Dusseldorf office. Also with us is Jones Day labor and employment partner, Marcus Koppenhagen. He's also based in Dusseldorf. Karen, Marcus, thanks for being here today. Let's go to Karen first. Karen, just to make sure everybody listening understands, what is a whistleblower in the context of the proposed directive? Thank you, Dave. This is a very interesting question. The draft directive uh, contains a definition, and the definition has three aspects. So the whistleblower has to disclose work-related observations, and these observations uh, should constitute a violation of EU law, and the whistleblower has to act in good faith so he or she has to believe that this information which is disclosed is true. Okay, so just to be clear, you don't necessarily have to be employed by the company that might be committing the illegal actions. You could be on site as a contractor, a freelancer, anything along that line, right? So all whistleblowers who report on work-related issues are protected under this draft directive, and that is including, of course, all employees, but also self-employed people or freelancers, consultants, and even contractors and suppliers. Is this typical And from a compliance standpoint? When regulations like this are introduced, are they that broad in terms of they cover not just employees but other people who might observe things that are in violation? If we look at the international best practice, I would say there are even countries who would have a broader standard of protected whistleblowers this is a quite good standard, and I think we, we see this as an improvement. Karen, let's talk for a second. How did we get here? Was there some trigger event, an incident, uh, some occurrence that the powers that be said, hey, we need to bring our protections for whistleblowers up to speed? Or was it just sort of a gradual trend where they thought, you know what, let's get in step with where things seem to be globally? How did we get here, I guess is what I'm asking. You're right, Dave. There is a kind of a trend. If you look at the latest news and you see information about LuxLeaks or Panama Papers or the latest Cambridge Analytica, these are all incidents who have been reported by whistleblowers. But uh, in general, we face the situation in the European Union that only a few countries, a few member states really have laws protecting whistleblower. So we see that there is a need of whistleblower protection and the European Union decided to draft a directive to set a unified standard within the European Union. And if we look back two years, in the year 2016, in June, 
the European Union adopted a directive about protection of trade secrets. Mm -hmm. And a whistleblower in general has a dilemma because often whistleblower who report on uh, evidence of non-compliance face the situation that they might also disclose trade secrets or confidential information. And currently under German legislation, whistleblower could even face damage claims or in a worst case, even criminal charges because they disclose confidential information. Well, that, that puts the whistleblower in a difficult position, doesn't it? On one hand, he or she wants to report irregularities or uh, breakings of regulations, but if in doing so, they disclose a trade secret, they're in trouble there. So what would you advise someone in that position to do? That is a very good question. Uh, a whistleblower is, I think, very brave to take the decision to report and disclose non-compliance because first they have to um, see what is the legal risk involved for them. And the new draft directive, by the way, uh, regulates even that they can get legal assistance to establish the risk and to understand what uh, if they are protected or not. Um, but in general, yes, they might disclose confidential information. And um, this is a difficult situation for them. Thank you, Karen. Let's go over to Marcus. Marcus, what are the improvements the proposed EU directive is providing for in terms of whistleblower protection? Yeah, I think there are quite a lot. The thing is, here in Germany, in contrast to some other EU member states, we don't have any explicit law on whistleblowing so far and on whistleblower protection. And that is perceived as a real lack of protection of these people. What we do have is in very isolated labor and employment laws, we have a right for employees to report violations of the law, for instance, regarding health and safety. These are very small aspects only. So a general law simply does not exist and there's no protection at all for a whistleblower. Uh, the practice is that the question whether someone made a report in good faith and had a legitimate interest in doing that so far only is solved or is discussed in the frame of a labor court proceeding when the employer in fact fired this individual because of disclosing business secrets and things like that. So only in this proceeding it would be then decided by a court whether or not the person was right in reporting these incidents. And that's obviously a retrospective uh, view on the entire thing. And therefore, this uh, new uh, EU directive will certainly be a big improvement in that regard. Talk about the challenges this brings for German companies from a compliance perspective in terms of meeting their new obligations or will be new obligations in terms of whistleblower protections. How heavy of a lift is this for them? Is this going to be difficult to implement from a compliance standpoint? We see that a lot of international companies who have subsidiaries and operations in Germany use already reporting tools and follow up very professionally on whistleblower reports. But there are also many companies in Germany, especially family-owned businesses, who are still operating under the principle, we know each other, we trust each other. And sure. there's a certain skepticism towards whistleblower reports. And you have to see that historically, 
uh, reporting about other people is not well perceived in Germany. So it might be that some of the companies still have to work on their compliance culture and to welcome whistleblower reports. For those companies who currently don't have reporting tools, they need to establish that once this directive is adopted and the German legislation has been adopted, the threshold for companies to uh, mandatorily uh, implement reporting tools is companies which have at least 50 employees, mm -hmm. have a yearly turnover of 10 million euro or more. So I think that a lot more companies now uh, will be in a situation to put on these internal reporting tools and then also implement a policy on how to follow up on whistleblower reports. I think it's interesting you mentioned there are some cultural difficulties perhaps in terms of implementing this because as you said in Germany maybe that's been frowned upon and maybe that's why some countries have been a bit slower in bringing in reforms like this. And then you talk about the logistical problems in terms of actually implementing the reporting systems and the tools and so forth. This is no easy task, I think, especially for a smaller company. Would you agree? It's interesting. The, um, the draft of the European Directive in the commentary section estimates the costs involved, and the estimation for the companies is very low. From our experience, uh, there are still some efforts to be done to implement an internal reporting tool and also to follow up on these reports because you have to communicate that to your employees. You have to regulate that all data privacy rules for those people who are reported uh, about are also ensured. And for following up those reports, you need to have maybe even additional employees. Mm -hmm. What are you hearing from companies that are trying to come into compliance and, and prepare for the directive, for the proposal. What is the most difficult task they are encountering in terms of implementation? I think at the moment it's just a lot of compliance topics. A lot of is ongoing for German companies. Uh, compliance officers in Germany are still busy in implementing the new data privacy rules. GDPR, you're busy with that, right, right. Yes, and I think that is what keeps compliance officer awake at night. <laughs> this new reporting tool, of course, is another addition because you need manpower to, to talk to the whistleblower, to follow up professionally on those reports, to give feedback to the whistleblower, just to work professionally with whistleblower. That takes some time. And to build up the trust because, as I said, in Germany, for the last years, whistleblowing was not always perceived positively. You kind of started to answer this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What advice would you give? I'm going to ask both you and Marcus, but Corinne first. What advice would you give to a company trying to get this going? If you could tell them one thing, take care of this first to jumpstart this. What do you tell your clients? I would take the recent experience from implementing the new data privacy rules and my advice is to start early. We saw now the draft directive and we clearly see that there will be a change in legislation and international NGOs uh, and the OECE uh, have long been asking for increased whistleblower protection also in Germany. So if possible, I would recommend to those companies to start already with increasing the internal reporting tools to um, look if there's already an existing policy which can also include maybe follow-up of whistleblower reports. And uh, then, of course, look at your internal compliance culture. So 
How is the compliance culture set up towards whistleblowing? Marcus, how does what Corinne just described impact employment law in Germany? Well, first of all, the question is how do you implement this new procedure? As you may have heard, many German companies have a works council. So that's an employee representation elected by the employees on the site. And they have, in contrast to many other countries, they have a quite a significant saying in many business decisions. And if the employer, based on these new laws, wants to implement a procedure, the employer would have to involve the works council. And that means, in the end, the works council has to consent to the details of this proceeding. And this may sound uh, very frightening <laughs> to non-German employers, but in the end, there's a mechanism how you can overcome the obstruction of the works council. So if you don't come to an agreement in, in an appropriate time, you can call a so-called conciliation board, and this conciliation board will in the end decide on the policy. So you can do that even against the works council, and it may take a couple of months until you have it in place, but in the end you can do that. And then, of course, secondly, you have to inform not only the employees about the new proceedings and what to do, but also, as you mentioned already, all contractors on site, consultants, and so on. Okay. Sometimes things look easier or more difficult on paper than they play out in the business world. And this is to both of you. What advice would you give to companies trying to implement these tools, these reporting procedures, in terms of staying in compliance? Maybe first to Corinne from the compliance point of view, and again to Marcus from a labor and employment standpoint. How do you make this work? I think it's very important for companies to understand if their current compliance culture is positive towards whistleblowing or not. You see that this might also be a German-specific due to our history. Whistleblowing and reporting about others is not always seen very positive. So, in fact, a whistleblower is somebody who's very brave and who has a high ethical standard and who wants to receive help in a difficult situation. But I think Markus will confirm that we see that a lot of works council in Germany still are very skeptical towards whistleblowers. So if you see that in your company there is maybe a culture of not encouraging whistleblowing, then you need to start uh, to work on your compliance culture and to develop that. And then second, of course, you just need to have uh, an appropriate, effective reporting tool and procedures to guarantee that each report is followed up. And I, what I like about the draft this, of the European Commission is that uh, they encourage also a timely feedback to the whistleblower. I think this is best practice because each whistleblower is very interested to receive an information how the investigation or the follow-up on this report goes and whistleblowers usually are very disappointed if they see that there's no reaction or that they don't understand that there is an appropriate reaction to it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the whistleblower may be putting himself or herself, you know, not at risk necessarily, but, you know, they, they see something wrong and they were hoping for action and they don't hear something. That can, that can be aggravating. Marcus, what would you add to this? I would add, in the end, it's, it's a communication thing. So, again, the Works Council, as Karen said, some Works Council may be reluctant to implement such a policy, but I think it should not be too difficult to convince the 
works council that it is it is necessary first of all we will have a binding law which is mandatory second many companies have procedures already in place on a voluntary basis so i think the awareness must be created with the works council that this is a good thing to do and therefore perhaps with the help of some external advisors from the compliance or legal field it should work to convince the works council to set this up properly what are you both hearing from clients or others in the business community about bringing this to life is this going to be a difficult heavy lift i mean Corinne, are compliance officers losing sleep over this? Is this going to be difficult? Yeah, poor compliance officers, they already lost sleep and are still concerned <laughs> with implementing the new data privacy rules. And this is, this is indeed sure. a heavy lift, still ongoing. Uh, the whistleblower reports will add to that. You're, you're right about it because at the moment with this current draft of the European Commission, we still don't know how the protection of data privacy rights of the persons uh, who are concerned by this report will be protected, for example. And also companies might worry that their trade secrets are now at stake. There's a lot going on at once, a lot for compliance officers to digest at this point. That's for certain. Marcus, anything you'd like to add to wrap this up? Now, I think it depends on the size of the company. I'm pretty sure that smaller companies, um, let's say between 50 and 100 employees, they will not like this. It means administrative burden. It means probably even hiring new employees who take care of these issues. Or the HR department will get more work. But I think in larger organizations, either they have a procedure in place already or it should not be such a big problem for them to establish these new policies. So initially, at least, probably more difficult for the smaller companies to get through compliance. Yeah, I would say so. All right, good enough. Hey, this has been terrific, informative. We're going to be watching as this all develops. I think you two are going to be very busy in the weeks and months ahead getting our clients ready. Karin, Marcus, thank you again for being here. For more information, on the investigations on white-collar defense or labor and employment practices at Jones Day, visit jonesday.com and click through to the practice pages. Subscribe to Jones Day Talks on Apple Podcasts, Android, Google Play, or Stitcher. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please rate and review. I'm Dave Dalton. You've been listening to Jones Day Talks Anti-Corruption. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Jones Day Talks. Comments heard on Jones Day Talks should not be construed as legal advice regarding any specific facts or circumstances. The opinions expressed on Jones Day Talks are those of lawyers appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect those of the firm. For more information, please visit jonesday.com.